Welcome to the Horns Up Half Hour, Cedar Hill ISD's podcast about scholars, staff, and community. Our guests will be individuals from the district and the community. This podcast is for anyone interested in expanding their knowledge of all things CHISD. Hello, this is Michael Sedalter, host of the Horns Up Half Hour podcast, and I am here with uh, Board President uh, Robert Riggs and Board Vice President Gail Sims. And, Hi, guys. Um, we're here to talk about the April podcast, or I'm sorry, the April board meeting. But um, first of all, something that's been, you know, a very um, tragic experience here for the Cedar Hill community, not just Cedar Hill ISD, but, you know, Cedar Hill at large, um, is the uh, tragic passing of Cedar Hill High School principal Shea Whitaker. Um, so do you have any thoughts on, um, on Ms. Whitaker and her legacy? Well, I think most of all, she will be missed. Uh, She made a dynamic impact on our district, on the scholars that she had the opportunity to, you know, come into contact with. And I'm sure there are many of them who have went all the way through Cedar Hill High School who still remember the impact that she had on them. Tashila or Shay, as we all love her. Um, she uh, attended the University of Texas and was a proud Longhorn long uh-huh. before she came to Cedar Hill. And I have a background from Texas A&M. And so we uh, teased each other uh-huh. quite a bit when we started. And um, she had such a good nature about her and would rib me all the time. She was a very powerful woman and uh, very capable in her role. She was uh, um, in the district when I first came, and so she was in a central office position. Uh, We needed help in High Point Elementary School, and she quickly took that responsibility. Um, Very, very amazing impact, and um, we're watching that from High Point continue to build on that, and just really took them from a very low performing academic school and moved them up. Um, she left uh, after COVID and other items and we needed her to be honest in the high school and to help us stabilize and strengthen that. Um, so she was the kind of person that you would move around to wherever you had the biggest problem. And uh, she enjoyed that role, she loved it and she worked hard. Uh, the people that worked for her loved working for her. Um, her family um, will deeply miss her, but so will the people of Cedar Hill. Um, there are, as um, Trustee Sims indicated, there are a lot of kids that were impacted by her life, and even those that are in schools well after she's moved on, after she's stabilized and strengthened them, um, those kids are still benefiting and may not have ever met her. So. We'll, we'll miss um, Shay quite a bit. And I just have to add that the services and the um, celebration of life and everything was very touching and um, very beautifully done. Yeah. They were. Okay. Um, so yeah, I wanted to talk about the counseling report. I know Dr. Courtney Jackson had a chance to visit with you all last night about the counseling report. So is there anything you'd like to share from that? Yeah, Dr. Jackson did outline for, for us and, and just has continued to keep us updated. The wellness of the employees, the students, 
the families of Cedar Hill has been such a, a, a concern for the board as we have recovered and kind of come back from COVID. But a lot of families experienced a lot of loss. And we're also seeing that played out in difficulties and just, I'm going to say, the behavioral issues and just people treating each other with dignity and respect. Um, and that falls down to folks that are just concerned. And so having a team that, that is focused on reaching out to the kids, making sure the parents know where resources are available. And uh, Dr. Jackson and her team have been working lots of hours, seeing lots of families, lots of students, and really, I think, helped us um, behind the scenes uh, improve the overall health and of our employees and of our students. So for that, we're very grateful. Love her proactive approach um, to getting information out there. And she has partnered with a number, a number of agencies uh, to provide the mental and behavioral health of our students, our uh, uh, SEL uh, and wellness, and even our college and career ready. Uh, she has made so many so many uh, partnerships with them. Seems like I'm hearing a, uh, some kind of background. Oh, that's me. Oh, okay. Um, and then you have your Teachers of the Year. Um, so those were on Monday, on Thursday night. We're going to announce who's going to win the you know STEM Teacher of the Year, Elementary Secondary Teacher of the Year. But last night we um, congratulated all the Campus Teachers of the Year. Mhm, mhm. And with each one of them, it's really good. On the Campus Teacher of the Year, they will be given a check. That each one of them will be given a check from the Education Foundation, and then the winner, of course, will be given a big check, and they will be the one who will uh, represent us at Region 10 as our Teacher of the Year. And then our STEM, uh, we also uh, have our STEM. This is our second year for that, and in conjunction with Texas Instruments, they have, they that winner will get a check for $10,000, $5,000 to use any way they want to, and then another five to use within the classroom uh, to further their STEM activities. We're looking forward to Thursday night. Yeah, very, very fun to see the teachers be recognized for their hard work. We know there are many, many qualified, capable teachers throughout the district, and it's fun to see those that are hand-selected um, by principals, by the um, Cedar Hill Education Foundation, through the applications that have been submitted, and through the uh, awards committee. Um, very capable uh, candidates. So it's going to be a hard selection. I'm, I'm glad I'm not in that room and don't have anything to do with that selection process. Well, we'll see. Yeah, they actually... They, they actually did have a number of people who had been selected last year as Teacher of the Year from their campus or as the STEM uh, Teacher of the Year from their yeah, campus. Yeah. So we had some excellent uh, teachers that are doing 
great job. Yeah, so we'll see you both at the Sims building on Thursday for uh, for that. And um, let's, exactly. as far as uh, TASB policies, what are we looking at there? Well, first of all, uh, TASB always does an update uh, after the legislative session. And they once they did their update, uh, of course, we remember in 2021, there were a number of uh, uh, special sessions. So TASB just fit, uh, finished that up with the legal part uh, that have to be a part of our policies. And then they did an audit of our, our local policies to ensure that our local policies align with those legal policies and they cleaned up some of the language within our policy and made sure that we, as a board, are issuing policies and not administrative regulations. And they cleaned up that language for us and uh, cleaned up our policies so that they aligned with the legal policies and our local policies are exactly that, policies. Okay. Very grateful for Gail, who, or Trustee Sims, I should say, who uh, leads one of our standing committees um, that is on the policy side. And just to give you a sense, that's over 100 plus pages of updates to legal documents and um, making sure that we're following the law and that our law or the policies that we have are consistent with the TPA so that if legal issues do occur, um, we are covered by uh, those government resources. Okay, so um, what about as far as the financial report that was presented by uh, Carlos Settle? We do a bond, uh, or sorry, a, um, an update. We had a budget amendment that comes through as part of the consent agenda, and then in every packet we carry, we see a monthly update as the finances were continuing to spend within our means, and uh, we're flowing through that. So no surprises on our finances. We're, we are headed into a budget preparations time, and so later, um, I believe it's next week, we will get the certified values for the property values within Cedar Hill. That will flow into the revenue, that will flow into the rest of the budgets. And so really that the business office is going to be working with the um, trustees uh, over the next month and a half or so. These next six weeks will really work hard on getting those. We did have a citizen um, come forward and, and uh, who is also a teacher in the district and um, so we're just, con and, and her question was about the budget process and raises and other items. Certainly as we evaluate those, that the debater that did not pass in November, um, that makes our budgeting process even more difficult. And so we will continue to balance um, all of the different variables that have to be put together to, to run um, a balanced budget. and uh, but be working on that for the next six weeks. One thing uh, I, I want to make sure everybody really understands those uh, uh, information we get from the appraisal district, I think you said next week, those are projections. That's that's not the real deal yet. But that's what we 
uh, try and base our budget on are those uh, projections that we will get from them, along with, uh, you know, our enrollment and our uh, daily attendance and all. We do, we use that information, being wanting to be very open, very transparent about everything that is going on as far as our finances within the district. Okay, and then um, you have campus spotlights from a couple of new principals, Dr. Um, Emily Washington at Lake Ridge and Dr. Katrina Lemons at um, Permenter. So tell me about their uh, presentations. We, we do um, two campus spotlights at each monthly meeting. And so this is the second time that we've actually had these two um, uh, principals report um, one at the beginning of the year, I think it was back in January for these, and then again here at the end. And so it, it is amazing to see the progress that is made, um, to look back and realize we're at the very beginning of the year and what all has been done as far as academic development of the students and all the different subgroups and the different um, uh, um, um, grade classification. Um, but then also to recognize that the teachers and the amount of work that they've done, they filled openings where they've had um, uh, shortfalls or um, vacancies in teachers. They've brought in subs. They've uh, brought in experts. They've brought in tutors. Uh, working through, they do Saturday schools, Tuesday and Thursday night schools. They have special themes. And especially as we're heading into testing which began today on our elementary campuses and throughout the district um, this is star testing and so uh, they're all talking about pep rallies that they use to just try and get the kids to be eager and excited not afraid uh, not intimidated by the test they've been preparing for this all year but also to recognize this is not just this is important so um, making sure that the kids get the food and get the sleep and parents are ready, they arrive early, all those things. This is a core time for schools, and this is really how we evaluate ourselves. So we want to make sure that we're performing at the best we can, and both teachers were excited to, to share with us that they felt they were ready and the kids are ready for the exam. Uh, one thing that uh, they did, that they showed us, is what they, they were doing as far as maps, IXL and everything, NWEA, projecting uh, growth and projecting how those kids will do on the uh, STAR. So they've been looking at it for a, a year for since school started. They've been looking at what needs to be done uh, to get our kids back on track to get them so that they are operating academically where they need be. Okay. And then um, on next Thursday, we have the uh, STEMS, uh, STEM night at the um, Collegiate Building. And I know there's also yep. going to be a safety summit there as well. So talk about that event. Okay. Um, with the safety summit, uh, we'll be looking at our uh, CHISD police and our team superintendent, uh, local cybersecurity safety experts will be given a discussion uh, to keep kids safe online. Uh, I think 
uh, online is where uh, kids are being, you know, brought in. They're they're getting them uh, off track and also uh, just to help kids uh, be on be uh, careful to what to watch out for, and they'll be there to talk to the kids. And then STEM Spired, understand, that night is a family night. That's for parents, students, teachers, everybody to come out. It, it is, the, those two items are fantastic for our student and our districts. And, you know, parents, guardians, um, grandparents, if, if your kids have cell phones, you need to know about cybersecurity. Um, this is not just when you're in front of a keyboard at night. Um, in a bedroom. This, this is when your kids have a phone that's with them all the time and it has access to parts of them that you need to help them uh, make good decisions. They need your guidance. And item like STEM night is not a time to drop your kids off. It's a time to come alongside, see what they're learning, watch them explore, see what kind of things they enjoy, where their strengths are, um, and also get to meet some of these teachers that we just recognized as STEM Teachers of the Year for their individual campuses. And um, by Thursday night, they'll know which ones are the elementary and the um, uh, secondary school leaders. So um, very good opportunities for you to come out and get to see the district. Okay. And the scholars, as they do their little STEM experiments and stuff like that. They absolutely love showing you what they can do. They absolutely love it. And so it would be great. Um, Thursday the 27th from 5 to 7 at Collegiate Academy and High School in the Wilson STEM Center. Okay, great. Um, what about um, as far as with the bond? We got early voting starts on uh, Monday. Anything you want to um, share with people? Uh, the, the bond is up, and so we on your November 6th ballot, and uh, also with early voting starting May. Oh, May, May yeah. thank you, not November. <laughs> and your May 6th ballot, uh, starting early voting starts next Monday, as uh, Michael said. Um, this is a great opportunity. On the ballot is one proposition from the district. It's a $208 million um, bond. Uh, that this would not change your tax rate. Uh, the tax rate that you currently have uh, is adequate to provide for for the next 25 years the repayment. Think of this as a mortgage um, that the district is taking out to continue to innovate and maintain all of our buildings. It will have some major renovations to High Point Elementary and to Bessie Coleman. Um, believe it or not, we still have uh, portable buildings in the district where students are having to learn and uh, take classes in, and we want to replace all of those. We also want to put a fine arts pathway at the High Point Elementary that will go up through Bessie Coleman, feeding into the high school. We also want to put in medical, um, biomedical uh, pathway that's at our elementary schools and feeding up through the high school and the middle school. And so these are great opportunities, but every campus is impacted. Uh, one of the items that you would see most visibly, because the, most of this is air conditioners, roofs, 
to prevent water leaking into the buildings. Again, these buildings are 20, 30, 40 years old and more. Some are 50 um, that are going. And But some are, uh, one of the items of will be uh, new playgrounds at the elementary schools that have not had an upgraded playground in 20 plus years. So this will have a significant impact for students for recess and think of the advantage it is for teachers when children are, are trying to earn that time out on the playground uh, getting through their classes each day. So what an incentive that is for learning um, and also just a way to burn off energy and make sure that the rest of the day is productive for those students. It was it made a difference for me when I was in school, so encourage that. But quite a few things, um, and we really appreciate you considering all of those items. Um, gather information, look through those. If you have questions, certainly funnel those uh, to the board. We would love to. Um, answer those and, and provide you any information you need to make your best decision for the district. Um, and, and if you're interested in knowing what is going to take place on each individual campus, you can go online at chisd.net and be able to pull that up and see each individual campus. <clears throat> what needs to be done and where that $208 million will be going to. All right. Well, thank you so much. I um, look forward to seeing you both in May. All right. Have a good day, guys. All right. Thanks. Bye -bye.